most valuable asset you own is time. And if I can't give you value for that time, then I haven't served you well because your time is your most important asset. And tonight on this podcast, I have to give value to the listeners because that's just the way I was built in this world. Um, I, you know, I lost half my face in an accident and I was bleeding to death off the side of a road. And at that moment, it, it hit me. I had a choice. I couldn't change what happened, but I could control my attitude. And at that moment, you know, I started telling jokes and they started helping me. And, and I went through a lot with, with the accident. Um, and, but I was going to go back to college the next fall and I had missing face and teeth and I walked on campus with people staring at me, but I knew that my goal was to get that college degree, no matter what people thought. And so I always try to help people understand that no matter, it doesn't matter what people think, it's what's inside of you. That's important. Every day is the greatest day of your life because it's a new set of time and it's a new adventure and you're going to have to navigate the hills and the valleys, and you're going to just have to enjoy every step. Good day to all of our audiences, our listeners, and our subscribers of the Asenor podcast. We are here once again for another episode in which we will be discussing the topic retiring but not expiring. And here to introduce our guest is our co-founder of Asenor, Lev Kalang. Lev? Hi, Sir Bob. Uh, retiring but not expiring. And that will be our uh, masterclass uh, webinar topic this coming July 17. More on that later. So we're so glad to have with us today. I uh, know other than, of course, um, he will be our first masterclass um, coach. All right, um, for our uh, ALA or Asenior Learning Academy um, Masterclass webinar uh, happening this July. So he is a master certified life coach and entrepreneurial mindset facilitator. And um, he's also an instructional program consultant. So he's been helping individuals, teams, and organizations discover their true potential. He has a strong background in business operations and leadership, and he has been helping individuals in developing entrepreneurial mindsets. And his goal actually is to help all who cross his path to discover their true fulfillment in all they do. We're happy to have with us, Mr. Jeffrey Lund, straight from Colorado. Hi. Hi, Sir Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? Jeffrey. Good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Likewise. We're really very happy to have you as our uh, resource person for our first master class. So, Sir Jeffrey, let's begin our discussion with the definition of the concept of life coaching. What is life coaching? Because that concept is relatively new here in the Philippines. Yeah, so from my perspective and the perspective of life coaching, it's really taking a look at helping somebody discover their own potential. So as a consultant, it's different. Whereas as a consultant, we may tell you solutions and give you solutions. Whereas with life coaching, what we try to do is have you discover your own potential and ability to create your solutions instead of somebody telling you what to do. And all of us have the potential inside to actually 
improve or or achieve goals or whatever it is we're after, but somebody has to coach you. So if you've ever played a sport, you have a coach that'll give you skills, uh, activities, training. It's kind of the same thing with life coaching. How do we look at our life like we would, uh, let's say a sporting event? And when I talk about that, um, and I know we're gonna talk about this later, but everybody in the world's an entrepreneur and their number one business is their life. And sometimes we don't think of it that way because we're so busy trying to do what everybody says is the right way to success that we don't discover our true life purpose. And so my life coaching looks at your inner pilot light and what it is to, to make it ignite and find the purpose and help you discover it and, and find your true path instead of listening to what everybody else thinks your path is. Um, if I can use an analogy really quick, mm -hmm. um, when I'm out speaking, especially to educational institutions, and we talk about students, the one thing I always talk to them about is think about a jeweler and a jeweler that goes out and they get rough cut diamonds or, or cut diamonds, right? And when they take those diamonds, they look at the clarity and they discover the purpose of each diamond. So that diamond may be an engagement ring, a pendant, a couple maybe earrings. And when we look at our students and we look at ourselves, what will we cut to be? And a lot of times we're not given the opportunity for self-discovery to determine our path. And so as a life coach, my goal is to help bring out that inner potential, help you understand your value, your purpose, and live the one life that um, you really were meant to live. Right. And you know what, Lev, even with the first few minutes of our discussion, I'm already learning something. Exactly. In fact, I, I like the analogy that was made a while ago. Our life is in itself um, a, a treasure chest for an entrepreneur. There's like this kind of magic there. I would call it magic. Um, the way that, you know, um, Sir Jeffrey talked about our life being our business. That's why all of us um, are like entrepreneurs. Uh, that was already like life coaching right there. Yes, <laughs> <I was saying>. <laughs> yes. looking forward really to the, to the July 17 webinar. Uh, okay, Sir Jeffrey, the next question that I would like to ask is, uh, most Filipinos are familiar with the term guidance counseling. Mm -hmm. How is life coaching different from guidance counseling? I think a lot from my perspective of guidance counseling, it's, it's really, it has that life coaching element, but in the end, it's taking some predetermined paths and laying them in front of you. So mm -hmm. when you look, especially with younger individuals in school, they have a guidance counselor and yes. that individual saying, oh, here's your careers and, and here's what you should do. And I remember when I was younger in high school, you need to go and into engineering you know because you have these this back set and then i would i went off into college and that's not what i wanted to do and i was one of the 70 percent that went to college and after the first year left that college and then ended up going to a different college and for me it was like hey wait a minute um when i'm looking at guidance counseling i think it's great okay i'm not gonna say it's not but sometimes there's just that extra step of helping someone really discover the path instead of laying out maybe some set paths that, that you know, your guidance counselor knows about, which is great and it gives you opportunity. But for me, when I work with youth, uh, when I work with adults, my thing is, is, hey, look inside, 
and let's discover what it is. And let me show you options and help you discover those um, and guide you sometimes into those paths, but you still have to search and, and figure it out for yourself. I hope that answers what we're seeking. Uh -huh. uh, I'm just curious to know, um, Sir Jeffrey, so you have a, um, a bachelor's degree in biology and you have a master's in business administration. How did you get into life coaching? How? Was, yes, how? Was the life coaching established piece became much later in life. But if I look at my life's journey, I believe life coaching is something that was always built within. Right. Uh, I happened to be somebody at a very young age who was very upset with at the age of 10 I used to go to the, uh, the library in my elementary school and there's two books that I always looked at and one was about Martin Luther King Jr. and the treatment of our black citizens in this country and I was appalled at the pictures as a young child and then I read another book constantly over and over and over which was called the Sand Creek Massacre which took place in Colorado where Native Americans were moving to be put on a reservation and were at peace and, and were massacred in one night. And so for me, I felt like, what are we doing? You know, it was a deep passion within me as a child to figure out how do I help all people? Even younger, I was very um, cognizant of those around me. My friends were a variety of people. Uh, diversity has been important to me. When I worked for a corporation as a diversity trainer and a recruiter, because it was important to understand that everybody had value within an organization. And so I've always had that behind me. I had great parents who were open and everybody was welcome in our home and everybody was important. And my dad's life dream was to be a math teacher. Mm -hmm. And from the deepest poverty of one of 10 children, uh, he was the only one to go to college, but he did it later in life with my older sisters and brother. Um, and then I was born when he finally got his teaching degree. But, you know, he talked about working all night um, as a custodian and going to college all day for four years because all he wanted to be was a math teacher. And he taught for 30 some years. And his whole thing was you care first and your curricul curriculum second. And I think for me, I just looked at everybody as around and said, wow, why are we so uptight? And everywhere I've worked, I've always been kind of known as the joker or the lighthearted or somebody that's always has a sense of humor. Because for me, we need to lighten up. We spend so many hours of our life at a job or so many hours of our life at school. If we're not enjoying those moments, what are we doing with the time and life that we have? I always tell everybody I meet, and, and, I, and I'm going to tell this to the group in, in July. Your most valuable asset you own is time. And if I can't give you value for that time, then I haven't served you well because your time is your most important asset. And tonight on this podcast, I have to give value to the listeners because that's just the way I was built in this world. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I lost half my face in an accident oh. and I was bleeding to death off the side of a road. And at that moment, it, it hit me. I had a choice. I couldn't change what happened, but I could control my attitude. And at that moment, you know, I started telling jokes when they started helping me. And, and I went through a lot with, with the accident. Um, and, but I was going to go back to college the next fall. And I had missing face and teeth. And I walked on campus with people staring at me. But I knew that my goal was to get that college degree 
no matter what people thought. And so I always try to help people understand that no matter, it doesn't matter what people think, it's what's inside of you that's important. And as we're looking at this topic coming up, and I'm sure we'll talk about later, come on, we have value to the very last day. Right. And I was given a second chance. So my life dream is to help everyone I can understand the, the, just the beauty you have in this one life and how you can make it the most wonderful adventure instead of something that seems like humdrum. And that's just kind of how I got into the life coaching and decided to get certified because I was doing it constantly. <laughs> you know, and everybody I meet, you know, I talk to. Everywhere I go, I meet five new people. Um, I have this thing about networking. I want to know, you know, what's, what's inside this person and what makes them tick and how can they enjoy it? Again, I'm going to go back to time. I almost lost mine and I had an opportunity to gain it back. So before I, my next time comes, <laughs> it's important that I, I study and I learn and I understand cultures and I understand the people of the world so that I can accept everyone and help anyone who is struggling to find that joy and peace and happiness because 85% of the people in this world are seeking happiness. And how can we together, you know, your organization, and other organizations come together to help people find just that smidgen of happiness and that little piece of time would be important. Right. You know what, Lev, why I keep nodding my head? Mm -hmm. It's because if you're going to be checking my Facebook wall, mm -hmm. I wrote yesterday um, that one of our most precious resources is time. Once we lose time, once we spend time, we can never get it back we can never claim it back because time once you spend it it's already spent you can never take it back again and i said this because recently we lost a member of our media practitioners club here in our locality and we were all surprised because he was very very happy going home back to their hometown in kidapawan unfortunately he suffered a stroke while on his way going back home. And we keep on thinking, uh, I, I had dinner with some friends last night, and I, then I said, let's spend our time wisely. Um, we are spending our time with good companions who enjoy the same interests, love for right. good food, love for the media practice, and love for good and intellectual accumulating conversations the thing is when i wrote a, another comment down that particular message that i wrote i said time is very precious we should spend it wisely we should not be spending our time with sadness regret anger and so on because we have we might as well just make use of this precious resource making our world a better place for everyone if we are happy then somehow we will be able to create that ripple effect and make other people happy as well. Mm -hmm. If we smile, I'm quite sure it will somehow infect others to smile as well or maybe lighten the burden that they may have. And I think this really somehow resonates with what Sir Jeffrey is saying. Yeah. That life is very, time is very precious. Why make it worse for others as well? That's true. And, you know, I'm reflecting on uh, what Sir Jeffrey mentioned. 
um, about his personal experience leading to him um, being a, a life coach. I would say that, Sir Jeffrey, you're able to actually um, find your, like at that very instant wherein you said that you were given um, a second chance in life, so to speak, right? Um, you were able to, you know, um, find a direction wherein you followed your quote unquote North Star, which we call it like our own personal mission statement, yeah. right? And um, is it correct to say that that personal mission statement of yours is um, as what we've read in your bio earlier um, is to help others find their meaning and purpose in life? Yeah. Is that I so? mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, I think it is important that we discover that purpose. I was a keynote speaker at an event and I had breakout sessions afterward and it was a college night event. And what ended up happening was these parents were with their their children right and and they had the mom raise her hand and she goes why are all my friends successful and i'm not and i go well what do you mean by that <laughs> and she said well i got good grades in high school i went to college and then i got a job but my friends are more successful and i looked at her and i said so you followed the path you were told to success but you didn't find your path you didn't find your purpose and so now you're working this job and you don't feel successful. Your friends that you think are successful found their purpose. They networked. They figured out what it was that was going to make them happy. And I have spent many hours trying to figure out my life. I'm still trying to grow up, actually. But when I look at everything, driving down the highway when I was commuting to Denver from here, which is about 50 miles away, I started looking at everybody in the car and I go, everybody looks miserable everybody doesn't look happy they're all driving to work and really am i part of that system that system that says you know we have to work we have to but why can't my work be my passion why can't i impact people in a positive way i mean i have three jobs basically now my business doing this uh i'm a, a consultant a teacher for a school district i developed an entrepreneurial zone uh, a, a studio. I've been given about $300,000 to create these processes. I have 15-year-old students opening businesses, getting underwritten by banks. Wow. Um, I have their parents coming in and I'm doing um, book studies with their parents. A lot of the parents that have come in are undocumented, first-generation Mexicans. So I have students translate. Anybody that's underserved, that I can help them break the cycle. Break the cycle that you know when we talk about mindset you'll hear sometimes that poverty is a mindset and so that once we're in that cycle we don't believe we can change mm -hmm. but all we really have to do is take a look at the problem before us and create a solution and when I look at my life I've always been trying to figure out a solution when am I going to finally achieve what makes me feel like I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in life. And, you know, right now I work with so many young students um, through that teaching experience that it's amazing to see where they're going. I mean, I have seven students that worked for me that all graduated. They're all from first generation Hispanics. One of them got a full ride to Harvard. Wow. A full ride to business college. 
Another got a full ride to business college. Another got accepted to Berkeley and University of Hawaii. All of these students that never would have had the opportunity found a program within the system that I didn't develop, but they worked for me and I pushed them. And I helped them discover what it is they wanted to do. Because if you're going to go to college and pay for it, well, luckily, most of them it's all paid for. But if you're going to pay for it, it better be what you're seeking. And, and that's, you know, <laughs> where I'm at. That's making, that's making me cry a little, just thinking about how we are able, how Sir Jeffrey is able to help other people make their, their, their lives very much better. But there's one key uh, concept which Sir Jeffrey just mentioned a while ago when he said, why can't my job be my passion? Which is the core of what we our mission is in Asenor. Now we have many clients. We have uh, our target market are those who are retired or retiring, and maybe at this point in time they are now thinking of what are what is my life's mission, what is my life's objective, yes, and yes. I think this is something which um, perhaps Sir Jeffrey can uh, further discuss or share, or how people may be able to discover their lives true meaning yes and is this something that is um, because the concept of entrepreneurial uh, mindset for retirement is actually totally new to us okay <laughs> and, and, it, and it's, it's going to be new to a lot of people right mm -hmm. because we're all conditioned to think that when i retire um i'm done Yes. I, you know, it's time for me to do nothing or, and that's fine. I mean, if people retire and have the means, you know, go travel, see the world, you know, experience it. But I think what happens a lot of times, uh, my dad, for example, I, I'm going to bring him up. Uh, my dad's 92. Mm -hmm. uh, he retired at the age of 65. So he's been retired since the age of 65. He still tutors people, students that he had way back when that are in their late 60s, so it's kind of cute. But, but the point was, is, you know, one of his good friends that he taught with for years was older than him. And, and his good friend worked and kept working. And my dad said, you know, when are you going to retire, you know, and, and he worked and worked. And then he, when he retired, two weeks later, he passed away. And a lot of times we work for that retirement because we think we have to work for that retirement so then we can go enjoy life. Well, yeah. we need to enjoy life while we're in it. And so yes. that's where this entrepreneurial life mindset comes in because my life is my main business. And I need to enjoy the time. Like if you have children or you have families, um, I had a, a boss who was amazing when I was in the corporate world. He told me once, he goes, hey, you can always get another job, but you can't get another family. And sure. you need to balance in what you're doing in your job. And all of us need to take a step back and enjoy that work. But we have to start thinking entrepreneurially. Every day I wake up, I have the power to make a choice. And the first thing I always tell people is choose your attitude. Now, I'm not perfect because I'm human. <laughs> There's days that yeah. I need to go back to bed and start over. But the point being is, is we do have the choice. And then the next thing we have to do is you know, I, I used to give homework to everybody when I was out speaking on the circuit and I would be there with a room full of people and I'd say, here's your homework. Tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up and the first thing you're going to do is you're going to scream and pump your fist in the air and you're going to scream, this is the greatest day of my life. 
And it may not be great at first when you wake everybody up, but the point being is we have to condition the mind to think this is a great day. Mm -hmm. So I'm riding my bike and I lose half my face. I have to understand that that's what life threw in my path. I, I can't change it, but what I can do is move forward. And, and, you know, the greatest lesson I learned a long time ago, and you've heard this too, don't dwell on the past. Don't worry about the future, but live for today. And as an entrepreneurial person, which we all are, if we're living for today, we smell the things around us. We see the things around us. We are building tomorrow's future by the decisions we make today. And a lot of people I all talk to, and I'll probably give away stuff for the seminar here. sounds like the webinar, but we look at opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. What am I willing to give up today for tomorrow? Or what am I willing to give up tomorrow for today? And that's one of the big things that I've worked with a lot of younger students about and, you know, older adults as well, but especially those younger students is, are you going to give up future wealth and health? Or are you going to take a look at what you could do? So I would always say, and I still do, hey, how many of you drink soda? Right? Uh, how many smoke cigarettes? And how much are you spending a month? So let's say you spend $25, $50 a month. Let's add up that time value of money. And let's say if I gave up smoking, let's say, and I took the $50 and invested it, where would I be in the future? I'd have more money with time value money to pay for college, get a car. And hopefully my health would be better because I've stopped, you know, whatever. I'm not saying smoking's bad, you know, that's up to everybody, but that's just the example I would use. Because what am I willing to give up day, today for tomorrow? And so when we look at, I, I know we're talking about retirement, okay? That is tomorrow. It's tomorrow for me here soon too. When I want to look at getting out of education, I have the opportunity to retire and really dive into what I'm doing here. So when I look at that, what am I doing today to set up tomorrow? And what I'm doing today is looking at the, the fact that like I am going to live my life to the end day and I'm going to be finding something to do because every day a problem occurs. And every day is an opportunity to create a solution. And remember, as an entrepreneur, it's not always about business, but what it's about is if I can create a solution, how can I impact other people around me? Right? So yes. I'm not selfishly creating solutions, but there's millions of people that have the same issue. So what approach? There's eight steps of a, a mindset. And so I have to go through that process to understand, like you said earlier, if I smile, will be contagious. Yes. And, and, and that is the great thing that you, you know, we hear all the time. One smile can lead to a million and a million smiles can make that day much brighter. And instead of being negative all the time and complaining, which happens, I do it myself. I'm human. <laughs> okay. Is how can I, step back when I need to. And my, my wife corrects me all the time when I'm negative. She's awesome. But how can I take a look and say, let me reframe it. If I can lay off the side of the street and bleed to death and say, it is what it is and start telling jokes and making light of everything, then why can't I take some of the simple things that I get upset about and just smile and say, it's not that bad. Somebody next to me has something worse. How can I help? I don't know if I'm answering your questions. I, I get preachy. You have to tell me to be quiet. So. <laughs> it's okay. But Sir Jeffrey, 
we have learned so much from you and we are barely scratching the surface. And I'm quite sure we will be learning more from you when we have the masterclass. Um, Jeffrey, anything that you would like to uh, tell our audience who are watching our um, podcast right now, uh, looking forward to the masterclass this July? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I, I love to see as many people as possible. And what I'd love to see is everybody to come with, here's what I always tell people, don't have any expectations and you won't be disappointed, okay? So my thing is, is if you come with an open mind and realize that every time I'm in a situation, what I look for is that one little golden nugget that I'm gonna find. And it may be in a five minute segment, it may be the whole three hours. My job is to get a sense of what's going on with the people that I'm involved with. And then my brain has to say, oh, not reaching. Let's switch gears and, and immediately change. It's not about me. Okay, I want to I I tell you this right now. This whole masterclass isn't about me. It's about you. It's about the people there. And it needs to be their experience. Now, are we going to be able to handle everybody individually? No. Can we give a good foundation? Yes. And that is the key because from the foundation as a life coach, (laughs) what we want to do is build the foundation, give a few little exercises and things that people can do and probably tell them to do the homework the next day and scream, this is the greatest day of my life. Because every day is the greatest day of your life because it's a new set of time and it's a new adventure and you're going to have to navigate the hills and the valleys, and you're going to just have to enjoy every step. Lev, you know how talkative I am when it comes to uh-huh. these podcasts that we uh-huh. have been doing for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But I'm quite sure you have noticed that I'm very silent. I have kept my tongue. Uh, I have kept my mouth shut uh, while Sir Jeffrey is talking. We have really learned a lot from you today and I'm quite sure we will be learning a lot from you in our three hour masterclass sometime. Exactly. Um, And yes, and uh, we are inviting um, everyone. So educators, non-educators, soon to be retiring, uh, those even, you know, millennials, 40s, 50s, not retiring anytime soon. This is for everyone. Right, Sir Gen Xers. Yes. I would say we would love to have everyone because everyone uh, should benefit from every opportunity they can. And this, you, your organization is presenting these amazing uh, opportunities for people to take advantage of. And I think, you know, I'm going to step back really quick. When my son was really little, I, I was really impressed with the way my parents retired and stuff worked with him and taught him things because everybody's busy. And I thought to myself, wow, I should start an organization, Seniors for Tots, so that these young students mm-hmm. and young, students, young children could have the opportunity to learn these things from their elders that were missing in today's society with the hustle, the bustle, and, and what have you. So for me, I would love to see everyone come that wants to show up. And everybody can benefit from the, the thought that no matter where I'm at in life, I have the opportunity to create a wonderful adventure for the remainder of that precious time that I have left. 
Sir Jeffrey, thank you very much for your time. And on behalf of the Asenior team, this is your podcast host, Bobby Ancheta. And with me is Ms. Lev Kalang, the co-founder of Asenior. Everyone, July 17th, go to asenorgroup.com um, for more details on our July 17th Masterclass with Jeffrey Landon. Right, Thanks thank again. You. Good night. Bye.